Welcome, welcome everybody to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hi, Pat. And we are here diving again 30 years ago um, into some wrestling history. What happened in WWF? Oh, don't call us historians. That's uh, Well, what we're doing is stretch. historical. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're... I didn't say we were journalists. I never said that we were um, breaking new ground. But it is history, right? We're covering the history of wrestling 30 years ago, right? Yeah. What happened in the WWF? WWE, whatever you want to call it now, based on, you know, what we're, what we're watching, just kind of dissecting things from a lens 30 years later. We are going to go through a Superstars episode today, as well as a live taping of a Raw episode. Um, next week, we are just doing a Superstars episode, which I'm actually um, excited for, because I did remember this yeah, uh, as being like a seminal moment as a young kid watching wrestling, because it uh, really helps accentuate and create a pretty cool uh, villain, I would say, I guess. But really heel, if you really want to talk about it, in Yokozuna, where it really makes it fun. Um, but Yeah, I don't remember this week. at all. So That's next week. Yeah, because you know, what it, you know what it is? When we first started re-watching all of this, we just watched the Raw. We didn't watch the Superstars. And I don't even know if all these Superstars were even on Peacock yet. They might have been on... Some of them were on YouTube. Some of them weren't. Yeah, but, they weren't all like... it. They've added more since we've started watching it. But also, like, let's be real, it's a lot to rewatch right, the but- Raw and the and the Superstars. Not, I mean, now we're doing it weekly, so it's fine. But when you're just, like, trying to plow through it all, it's, it's a lot. But Superstars is just usually jobber matches or usually just really the promotional show on Saturday morning. Whereas mm-hmm. Raw is actually, they're trying to, you know, have, I would say, a little bit more, since it's live, it's, it's way more fun. They're trying to create more of like a weekly show, which mm-hmm. we know will continue and continues to this day. But back then with the superstars, you know, back then with the Raw, they didn't really run like they do with superstars. But like, look at this. And they're just showing things over and over again. So that's probably why this is like faded in and out of your memory because it's a quick little blip. Um, but it's pretty exciting. And we'll get to it next week because it's what we're going to be talking about now. So, Jen. Yeah. Give me the rundown. What okay. did we see? Okay, well, we saw a whole lot of not too much. So, superstars, we get a head shrinkers match. We get a Damien Demento match. We get a WWF fan club commercial. That was pretty dope. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. We get a Mr. Perfect match. We get a Shawn Michaels match. We get an interview with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Where he is not only casually racist towards Yokozuna, but bit. also calls him out. He's bringing the USA to this Japanese party, okay? True. Yep. Then we get a high energy match. Then we get informed that the Royal Rumble VHS tape is coming out. Boom. Already. Then we get a Bob Acklin match. Then we get a Razor Ramon match. Then we get an event center, which... It's basically Bam Bam Bigelow telling you he wants to be the champ. Spoiler alert, never happens. Then Shawn Michaels leaves the building. Then, very end, Mr. Fuji answers Hacksaw Jim Duggan and says, yes, Yokozuna accepts your offer to duel. To battle. To battle. Next week on Superstars. Next week on Superstars. Something to look forward to on a Superstars, kind of for a change, right? And that's the end of the Superstars episode? Yes, it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stop There's you right so there. so many matches, right? That are just like... I'm going to go ahead and cut you off right there for one second before okay. we get into the Raw. 
as I said at the top, Raw next week, not happening. Nope. The only word I have at this point, anticipation, right? I'm anticipating <laughs> that match next week. Okay. That's my word, anticipation for the week, because we have not seen anything that could resemble two people that we really know outside of, you know, the flair, perfect match, which happened on Raw, but it actually was already taped like we went through last week. So it was taped even before the Royal Rumble. So that was kind of whatever. But we haven't seen anything like this on Superstars at all. Yet. Well, we have, just it's been a while. It's been a long time. Because Raw just started, right? So we did have some matches on Superstars. Well, so. if we're the Shoots and Ladders podcast. I don't know if you don't. I don't if know. If we're the Shoots and Ladders podcast. Do you not remember Macho Man getting bit by a snake in the middle of the ring? If, like, things happened. If we're the Shoots and Ladders podcast. We are. And we've only been Shoots and Laddering for five oh. weeks. We have not seen it. But here's the thing. And this is why this might be confusing for people out there, is that when we were, Becky left the chat scheduled for one fall, we recorded some episodes. And those episodes show up if you go to our Shoots and Ladders feed. So it does look like we have a lot more I'm, episodes. You know? I'm just, I'm, so I'm just, I'm just throwing that out Playing there. an advocate of the devil here, just kind of saying, hey, <laughs> like we have not seen a real match or anything resembling like a, we're going to do this next week and kind of hype it a little bit. We have not seen that. So it's it, it's Fair. like we know who Hacksaw Jim Duggan is. You know he's an aging superstar, but we know who he is. It's not like we don't know who this guy is. And Yokozuna is this force now at this point who hasn't been beaten, mm-hmm. who's literally squashing people, who is larger than life. And you're like, how is our man Hacksaw gonna cut it here? Right. So that's where we end on the superstars train. And I think it's important to end there because it really is two different vibes, like you said. You're kind of getting this weird, like, oh, we're going to have a match vibe and all these other matches. And then we go to the event center. Uh, I'm sorry. Then we go to Raw and we go to the Manhattan Center. And it's a completely different vibe, completely different atmosphere. It's an elevated vibe. Give me give me the rundown there. Okay. What do we see? So Monday Night Raw, first match, Tatanka v. Damian Demento. Um, then we get a little, a little look-see into what happened with Headlock on Hunger, which was this previous weekend at... MSG. Um, we see Brett the Hitman Hart parading around with a $100,000 check. I don't think you can cash that, though. The big checks? Yeah, I just don't... Like, I, I, see, no, they're I just sit there for and show. I think about it, and I'm like... No, they're like $200 just to have them. In I know. I'm like, man, really? Yeah, Hopefully but they... you can, like, erase <laughs> it. I don't know. Like, dry erase it so you can keep, they can keep you recycling can keep using that it. check. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully Vince was that smart back then. I'm... We can keep using that prop. Um, <laughs> then we get an in-ring interview with Vince and Brutus, the barber beefcake. He's coming back. He's coming back. And we'll talk about it more, but it is dark. Very dark. Very dark. I remember this interview because it's very disturbing. It's so disturbing. Um, then we get a WrestleMania 9 commercial. Caesar's Palace. Call your lapel. Your, your lapel. Call your lapel. Call your label A. Your it's actually local cable provider. It's actually Caesar's Palace. I don't know if you know this. Las Vegas, family friendly destination. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It just every time they say that, all I think of is Eastbound and Down. I just think of Ashley Schaefer BMW. Ashley Schaefer BMW. Because they, they just keep <laughs> saying it. They're like family friendly destination. I'm like, was Vegas family friendly in '93? I think they're doing the push for it. To, is it family friendly now? I mean, I get it. I guess I think it it's is, more but... family friendly now than it was before. But it's still like the idea that, like, in order to get from like to go across the street, you have to walk through like eleven casino floors, and they're like, "Give us money." Right. And I mean, we know enough now to know all the flashing lights 
and all the noises and all the sounds are all there to stimulate you to give them money. Like, so you have to walk through all this wild candy store in order to just kind of like, you know, candy store, a casino in order to just kind of like get across the street to be like, I'm going to go get a five guys burger. Like it's wild. Yeah. And that was built later on. So, you know what I mean? Back then, this is just, you know, definitely not family friendly. Sorry. You're all good. Um, we then had a high energy match. Then we have Doink v. Typhoon. I think this is the first time we see Doink at least in like a match with a person we know. Um, we've seen him beat down Crush, but not in an actual match. And they brought that up again, I think. Mm-hmm. Then Todd Pettengill comes on for a second to be like, WWF Mania, Sunday mornings, watch it. Then, sadly, we have a 10-bell salute for Andre the Giant, who passed away on January 27th. Then, a Yokozuna match. Hacksaw will call in and call him Yokozuma. Mm-hmm. Then an interview uh, ringside with Money, Inc., um, where Ted DiBiase is coming at your boy Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He's ready. Says one of them wants to face him. They'll, right. they'll flip a coin. And Jimmy Hart's very upset, doesn't want it to happen. Then we go to the, a match with nar- with the narcissist Lex Luger. Okay. Best iteration of Lex Luger, in my opinion, is when he is the narcissist. Then it ends with, in a perfect way, with the perfect passer, Mr. Perfect, throwing a football pass and then running and catching it. Beautiful. Best promo ever. And we are ready now for what's going to come with Superstars. We have no Raw next week. As discussed, we're told by Vince and the boys. Mm-hmm. We have a, There's a dog show. There's a dog show. I think a couple things you missed when you run down. Just hear me out. Okay. All right. I feel like you're you're missing the uh, consistent. It's what is it? It's uncut, uncensored, uncooked, uncooked. You're yeah. missing that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're missing the parade of um, random women. Right? You have uh, some women that well, you're like... Well, because it was a rundown. It wasn't actually I'm just like saying, there's a, there's a, a deep cause, dive. Because when Lex Luger comes out, I don't know if he was angry that a larger lady was there or whatever it was. I think he and was. They, I think he was. So it was just kind of like, okay, dude. Because with Lex Luger, he's out there posing in a mirror, you know? Yeah, it's um, a whole it's And a then whole there's a, a larger ring girl, which of course is intentional to like... Her. And then he's upset that the ring girl is so... Out of shape. 100%. He's you know. like losing his mind. It's, Which. That part's ridiculous. And isn't was, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm like, that's just like, and they're just going to keep that, that theme for a while where we're doing ring girls, like for whatever Oh reason. God, there's one that's uh, coming up with Mr. Perfect and this ring girl where he like takes the gum out of his mouth and like shoves it in her mouth and it's so cringy. Yeah. it's So it's we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that, that cringe. Trying to, I had two other things. That I was thinking when you were doing right. What was before Lex Luger that you just did on the rundown? That oh, to uh, the interview with Money Inc. Interview with Money Inc. My favorite part and my I'm just just spoiler throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. One of my top two like MVP moments of the week. It could be the number one. Is Ted DiBiase. I mean, again, I I love I just love their energy. Ted DiBiase <laughs> and IRS. So they're like, we'll flip a coin. And he goes, heads. And he flips the coin, looks at it, and casually puts his hand back over it and goes, it's heads, I win. Like, he doesn't show you (laughs) the coin at all. (laughs) Like, every other coin toss in the history of anything is like, I'm going to flip a coin. And you could see. So it's just like, flipped it. Obviously, it was tails. Because he's like, I I win. Heads, I win. Right? I was like, what? 
it, it was just I so didn't good. Even, I didn't even pick I caught up. up, I laughed. And the other thing I had in my notes here was just, uh, there's like three different, at least in this timeline, there's just three different songs that just harken back to my youth, like when the music drops. When that Tatanka war cry mm-hmm. comes, like I even stood up at the front, I was like, ah, oh, all right. Tatanka. It's like when that music hits, like boom. Well, it just kicked off. But the you got to too. There wasn't. We didn't talk to Vince or anybody or Macho yeah. Man. It was just. It started with the with his with his song. So yeah. And yeah. You, it does. And you just got to It's like that. And then like that just morphs into I think the greatest the greatest thing like that where where you if you know you know it's just you know that Stone Cold glass breaking I think is the best. Oh yeah. You know, but th- this yeah. is like a precursor where you're just like oh, okay fun match you know Tatanka because mm-hmm. as a kid I loved Tatanka I thought it was wonderful I and just. I loved it. I loved the gimmick. Loved the whole thing. So I was always a fan. Um, but anything else you want to add here? Bring out Flesh? Because I just threw some stuff out there. It's really not a whole hell of a lot. But um, you know, we well, do I think really it's more about the um, the couple of promos. The the Brutus, the Barber Beefcake thing. The Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Yokozuna thing. And then thirdly, the Money Inc., Brutus Barber Beefcake. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the Brutus thing is a little rough, you know, mm-hmm. to go back to that promo he's cutting, because it, it, at first it seems a little lighthearted. At one point, somebody else kill yourself, which oh is my just God. Yeah. very audible and very like, oh, we both look at each other like, oh, yikes. But he's just going through a story about how he's buried his parents. Oh, he, uh, then he, his wife left him. He got hit in the face, his whole face, like, and just going through his whole injury. His, his, his cancer ridden 85 year old mother, then his 85 dad. pound mother. I don't oh, think 85 she's 85. Pound. Yeah. Oh. It was tough, tough. And then his dad died from a heart attack. And then from a broken heart, his wife <laughs> hit him on the side of the head with divorce papers and left him for a bar fly. It was a lot. Oh my God. And then, and he then gets- his head gets crushed by a woman parasailing while he's on the beach, which I thought he was in a parasailing accident because he was parasailing. I didn't realize the man was just walking on the beach trying to find some clarity in life and got boofed in the head. Like, yeah. And then that's actually when someone in the crowd yells, kill yourself, when he's telling that story. And it's like, Ugh. It's a lot. And then he's talking about the man that comes to save him, the man that's there for him. But it's he, Hulk Hogan. He actually had a hundred plates in his, over a hundred plates in his face. Yeah. And screws. And honestly... You would never know that no. his face was completely crushed. He was, I mean, talking about how his eyeballs were in the back of his head, so he couldn't see. Like they were kicked into his head, so he couldn't see, but he could hear everything. It was so disturbing. Very disturbing. And I mean, obviously, like, I feel for the guy, like, that's horrible, but it's also like you see these kids in the crowd, like, um, yeah, they, they <laughs> came here this... to watch Doink and Tatanka, and they, this is a lot. They definitely saved this for, uh, they saved this for Raw. They did not put this interview on Saturday morning. It was a lot. I remembered it because I was like, wow, this is really dark. Like, it uh, starts off mm-hmm. almost like a regular promo. Like, I'm back. I'm here to... Like, guess who's back? So, you know, styling, you know, strutting and whatever. You know, like, uh, I'm here. His outfit is... Oh, it's always on point. It's on point. <laughs> it's something. But, um... It was tough. Yeah, and then he's just talking about the hand. Like you said, like you were mentioning, uh, Hulk Hogan was the one who held his hand, so... Which they really are good friends, and that's really nice. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, oh, that's a real cute. thing. Yeah, he came, um, came to visit his friend, you know? Yeah, and this is just foreshadowing the return of your favorite wrestler, Hulk Hogan. I think he comes back quickly here for a hot minute, I think. He's going to come in for a second, I, I, I do think, and then he's obviously... With this, obviously with this angle. Then he leaves, but then he comes back in WrestleMania. 
Yeah. And then he goes on a, like an overseas, they go on like an overseas tour. Okay. Because like, I think Yokozuna leaves. Because I think what happens is like after that WrestleMania, him and Yokozuna leave and they go like on a tour until like SummerSlam. And then Yokozuna's back. You have, we, better, you have a way better memory. Well, we know what happens at the end of that, at the end of the, the Bret Hart-Yokozuna match. Like, we know what happens, right? And so, you know, I'm not really spoiling anything to kind of talk ahead. So it's like, then the two of them, then it's like Hulk Hogan-Yokozuna going back mm-hmm. and forth on the road. And then it gets back, you know, somehow. Right, because there is a, a tag match between Money Inc. and Brutus and Hulk at WrestleMania, which is why Hulk Hogan's there. Mm-hmm. And then he challenges Yokozuna. So it's not even like that was a match on the card. But, um, yeah, so you're, they're, they're planting seeds for that now with mm-hmm. the Deebs calling out Brutus and mm-hmm. Brutus talking about his friend Hulk Hogan, you know, don't forget about him, you know. So <clears throat> I actually expected him to pop up when he started talking about him. I'm like, oh, is this when he pops in? Like, I, I thought I it was like going to be... literally next week or two weeks. Well, it would be I... two because it would probably be at a Raw, not a Superstars. But... Well, yeah, I think... It, well, for us, I think it's... Like, the next Raw. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's, like, next week. Or, like, the week after. But, like, in the podcast world, it'll be in, like, two podcasts. I think he pops up. Yeah, like, it's not the, at the 15th. Because this is kind of... I think well, this we'll is when... Out. I think this is when they actually start to have, like, divergent paths. Which is pretty cool. Where, like, Superstars is pushing, like... I think it starts to push more of, like... I think... I could be wrong. But I think it starts to push more of, like, the heavyweight division. And then I think, like, the intercontinental stuff. Because I think Shawn Michaels wrestles a lot on Raw coming up. And he he's does. the he IC does. champion. So it's like he's always defending it But I don't know Raw. if it's because they have different... Maybe... I don't know. Yeah, he does. Well, I, I, I do remember because I know he has an angle with Hacksaw. And then he has an angle with Mr. Perfect. And then Marty Jannetty comes back. And he mm-hmm. has a couple really good matches with Marty Jannetty. So, yeah, Good. this year he's... On Raw, like, there's a point where I feel like he's on it, like, every right, time. Right, but, but he's not the heavyweight champion. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, his yeah. matches... I don't even remember the last time we saw Bret Hart wrestle, aside from the Royal Rumble. Because we haven't. Yeah, and I mean, he's a champ right now, but... um, Yeah, no, but you always... I feel like you always see the... Well, before the Attitude Era, you always saw the Intercontinental champ. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'm just... I guess it depends on who has it. Right, because I, cause I think for TV-wise, it's just easier. Because you're kind of... Because you don't... I mean, again, you know, we're talking about, when we talk about some of the heavyweight champs before all this, I think a lot of their, if they did lose or whatever, it was all like house shows. And yeah. then that way they, they could just get it back. Just get it back. Just to, you know, so it's not, you don't want that on, you don't necessarily want that on TV. And I think when you have somebody like, I mean, at one point it was Bret Hart, who's the IC champ, so he was wrestling a lot. Next point it was Shawn Michaels, you know. And so right now the few But it is different though because on Raw like there is a stretch where Sean's wrestling like every single week where you saw Brett sometimes but there was no Monday Night Raw. No, no, no. So he wasn't wrestling We're every single week thing. on Superstars. I'm saying I yeah. think the Superstars still kind of continues with like the the, the the simpler squash kind of matches and I think it's just more of like that hype machine but it's more of a, like the heavyweight and I think the Raw is like here's an actual match. Here's an actual match. And most of them, I think, are the Intercontinental, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. I, I know that there is a Bret Hart 1-2-3 Kid match at some point on Raw. Mm-hmm. And that's a championship match. And that, so that's probably, I would imagine, next year. And that's a really good match. I don't think so, because I think, yeah, maybe. It has to be, because we'll, it's we'll when he gets out. it back. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Well, yeah, but it could be before. I don't know. We'll, we'll find the out. The Kid doesn't come till May, I don't think. So yeah. it would have to be next well, year. We'll find out. Um, or at the end of this year. Yeah, so that is our 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, like, that's our um, rundown. Anything, nothing, you know, stand out? Like, nothing really. Well, you down, know, we're just coming you know? off of a pay per view, so there's not a lot of hype for the next one yet. They're just kind of planting the seeds to build the feuds for WrestleMania more than anything else, right? And, um, yeah, so there's not a lot of those. There's a couple cheesy, like, um, green screen style promos, but not too many. This, it, we got we got a couple like in ring interviews and stuff, which I think are so much better. Yeah, of obvious, course. obviously. Well, this is this is the evo- um, this is the evolution. I mean, that's right. you know we're we're not that we still don't do those promos today, but I mean it's just the evolution of you know I'm gonna call someone out in the ring or I'm gonna they yell don't about it. Really, I, they do not do. I would say, you know, the they do stuff in backstage. They don't do right, right, right. You know, they don't do the which, screen, right. which I think is like in in the the spiritual successor to the green screen. Right, true, you true. Know, like the, the interview, some, little yeah. tiny interview, yes. Yeah, you um, know, like those things, like I think that's the spiritual successor, but, you know, the actual, you know, I'm, the the actual, here's a squash match, and then we're going <laughs> to, while that's going on, just pop up Shawn Michaels standing there in front of a green screen, like hyping you up for whatever, like that's not. How did you feel about uh, Doink beating your boy Typhoon? <sighs> well, Doink won by... Uh, it looked like he got a fistful of his balls, really, because he just kind of grabbed <laughs> oh, him, like, right, like, when he grabbed his tights, because I think it's, like, a singlet that's all together, so he's just, like, pulling, like, from his grundle area, and just pulling it together to, like, do the finish, like, to end it. It's a lot. I mean, as I told you, I think, last week or two weeks ago, like, I think this is the perfect gimmick in terms of the, like, I'm a profession, here's a gimmick for me. Because I'm like, okay, now I know we went back and forth. Out of the IRS professions, agent. it's up there. IRS agent is pretty good that he it's works with, good. you know, the million dollar man. But I, it's just a little different because, I, I mean, IRS is not just I'm an IRS agent. He's literally Irwin R. Scheister. So it's like a whole, I th- it's a layer on a layer. I think the doink thing too, like if it was done now would be so much better because it's just like the bright colors and he's like that Ronald McDonald looking type of clown. If he was more of like a dark looking clown, I don't know. I could just well, talk that's about this now. He looks like a dark right His now. His makeup does, but he's wearing bright green and bright red and yellow. Like it's so, and I get that that's, I, I don't know. I, but he looks disturbing. I think he looks disturbing. He I does. think his I mean, face, face, face is disturbing. Yes, it it's, is. it's, it's like wild Joker vibes where you're like, yeah. is he the Joker that's like coming? And you know, obviously I think, the Batman movie came out in the late 80s, early 90s, so it's, like, possible that maybe that was some of, any of that might have been inspired by that, like a, you know, as well as, you know, like I said, John Wayne Gacy. The other Michael Keaton Batmans? Yeah, I feel like that came out in, like, 1989 or 1990 or something like that, and so, I mean, mm. obviously that was Jack Nicholson as the Joker, where it had that, like, elongated smile, because that's what he's got. Yeah. And... I feel like that's, yeah, definitely 80s, right? I think so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it came out then, but... For me, that was really, like, I mean, I guess that was the best, you know, or one of the better matches that we got, but... 1989. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that that's out there. That, that elongated, like, silly-looking Joker smile, but I enjoyed the match as much as you can. I mean, I think of all oh, the yeah, matches I mean, we yeah. saw this week that might have been the best one. I, I always have a hard time when I watch... Um, it was definitely hyped as the most important one. When I see Typhoon and Earthquake, whenever I see them, I always have a hard time uh, watching their matches because they're just so big. And they're fairly athletic for as big as they are. I mean, I think Yokozuna at this point is more athletic maybe than them. 
But the difference when I see them is I'm always like, how's anyone going to really beat them? Right? It's just silly. Yeah, that bothers you. You know, well, because it's just, there, there just gets that level of like, I just don't, because they're just so big. And it, to me, it's just like, dude, if that guy jumped on you one time, you know, it's one of his, like, it's, it's a rap. You know what I mean? What about the big show? Do you not like watching him for the same reason? Is this true? Like, no one could ever. I mean, how could you realistically thing about, beat the big show? Like, <laughs> like, the thing about watching the big show is in the very beginning when he comes to the WWF and he's, like, pulling, you know, he gets that cane moment where he, like, pulls the door off the Hell in a Cell and stuff and he's, like, throwing around Stone Cold and you're just like, yeah, how can anybody, like, beat that guy? He's yeah. so much bigger yeah. than everybody. Like, at a level, see, like, Johnny Gonzalez is silly. Like, he's out there now. They've been, they're talking about him on a couple of superstars. They're giving a raw, like, they're like oh, oh, Johnny yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah. But, like, he they, they don't just want you looks to, silly. They don't want you to forget about him. He looks silly. And I'm like, looks like somebody can push him over. Like, he's a big dude. But it looks like somebody can push him over, right? And, you know, we know that's why he was wearing that gorilla suit. Because he really wasn't as, you know, muscular. Um, and, you know, had maybe some mobility <laughs> issues due to his height, right? Fucking but when you see Andre the Giant. Gorilla suit. When you see Big Joe, you're like, those are mountains of men. Right? They're just tough to even... So that's what makes it cool when you have that David and Goliath. But the thing is, at least with the big show, I felt that when they brought him out, a lot of the first people that he was going against really were like, they were like people that you're like, oh, it's, it's like Stone Cold and The Rock and like all these guys that you're like, these guys are all like in the same soup, you know, same pot together. And it's like, here's the big show, man. If you put him in there, he's just bigger than all of them at a level that you're just like, man, I don't know how these guys could even, you know. And then they kind of, I think he got injured. Then he had the boss man angle. I think he got injured or something. And then like he comes back and like, I think, you know, where we are in the early 2000s, he's like in like the hardcore championship division. And you're like, I. I I guess that makes sense because, like, I don't know how else you'd really beat the guy except beating him with with objects, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, and it's not that I don't like watching him wrestle. It's just, it's, he's just so much bigger than everybody. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I know, I know. So it's that's, like an well, that's why I brought him up. Where I'm you're like, like, you know. Yeah. I think that's why I really enjoy, in a couple years, you know, obviously it's sad, everything with Yokozuna, because he's one of my favorites growing up. But, like, when he's with Owen Hart, and you're like, okay, this is cool, because it's like, I'm gonna, like, Owen Hart's doing all the moves, doing all the stuff, and then, like, all right, I'm gonna bring in the heavy hitter, and he'll come in and drop a leg on somebody, and you're like, all right. Yeah, that's my favorite. So. My favorite little tag team. Any other takeaways you had from this episode? I went on a little tangent, talking about big guys, and, you know, that sort of thing, but that, that went back to Typhoon, and how it just, it's like, you know. Yeah. Not my favorite, but. No, not really. Um, always love a Mr. Perfect promo when he's sporting. You know, I. Well, I was gonna say he's the <laughs> winner the of the week. Winner of the week for me is Mr. Perfect yeah. because I, I, everybody else is out here playing checkers and he's out here playing chess. He's I'm gonna like, give it to to Brutus. Okay. Because he came out there, everyone was like, "Ah, Brutus is back," and he took the vibe in that room. He took it from maybe a 98 down to a 22 in like. 15 seconds see i'm gonna with go- his <laughs> dark stories like i mean i know this guy's life but like that was um i was impressed by how uncomfortable that made me i will i will give that to you i'm gonna say here's here's my stomp argument i'm gonna walk away stomp and walk away mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna tell you my loser of the week my stomp argument is mr perfect is the winner of the week for me because he just beat rick flair he's turning face and he's ridiculous like as a kid 
it's so ridiculous. The idea that, like, okay, I'm going to throw a football past myself, right? And, like, every kid knows that you did when you were by yourself in the backyard. You're, like, you're trying to throw it, but you have to loft it so high. Because you're, like, you know, to get underneath it, right? So you're just kind of playing around. Maybe you're waiting for friends or whatever. You're throwing a football. So you do it. You can't throw a football and run and get it. So it's just funny that it's just such a, like, tongue-in-cheek thing to be, like, I'm so good that I could throw a ball 65 yards and run underneath and catch it. So you're saying you've tried that before. Okay, so if you have a football in your hand <laughs> or, a, or a basketball, you throw it in the air. If you throw it straight above you, you can it'll come right down to you, right? Or close enough. So if you throw it a little bit, like, especially like it, a Nerf yeah. ball. Like, you just play around. You, obviously, you can't throw it 30 yards and get underneath it, which is why Mr. Perfect is perfect. And that's why he's my winner. My loser is actually Brutus the Barber because okay. as a kid... I had no fucking idea who he was because I didn't see the barbershop incident as a kid. So I had no fucking idea who Brutus the Barber Beefcake is. The only two times I would have seen him as a kid that we saw him was when Psycho Sid trashes his set and the barbershop incident. We don't see him at all. He's a one one or two of the matches that we've seen as like... A dude with Hulk Hogan, I think. Sure. Right. No, I didn't really know. So I, don't know I knew who his the fuck name. This guy is. I yeah. knew his name. I knew he was a wrestler, but like in my mind as a kid, he was definitely like old school guy, like with Hulk Hogan. Like Similar. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't. And also, like, yeah, he's kind of. I mean, he had his. Like he was involved in the barbershop incident, but like. Well, it's his barber. It's his barbershop. Yeah, his barbershop, yeah. It's but it's not that's not gonna tell you anything about who he is or what kind of wrestler he is. But I was gonna know? say, when I when I pull it back too, it's like when they brought in Bob Backlund. I know who Bob Backlund is later for his uh, heel turn. I know all of that because I saw that, but I didn't know who he was when they're like Bob Backlund's back, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. So I don't know who the fuck Bruce Barber Beefcake is. I vaguely knew who Jake the Snake was when you, they brought him back, because everybody kind of like even as a little kid, you kind of knew, like, oh, Hulk Hogan and Jake the Snake. And Jake the Snake's action figures, he had a snake. And it's really easy to know what his gimmick is because he has fucking snakes. Jake the Snake. You know who he is, even if you don't really know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's going to come You, out like, tangentially know th- what this guy's about. Like, I know who Andre is. Andre the Giant, right? He's and I had seen him in Princess Bride when I was a kid and stuff like that. So you knew who he was. But something like Brutus the Barber Beefcake, I'm like... I- he has hedge trimmers? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, a, I didn't understand it. Barber. I, He's a barber. Yeah, with head trimmers. So he'll chop your head off. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Was he ever scissor hands? Like, what are we doing? It's going to hurt someone with those hedge clippers. But again, I'm just saying it's me as a kid. So that's why I was an L. Because I'm like, man, you are bringing, like, real life no, into no. this shit. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he like, really, I feel like, to me, he both won and lost at the same time. So I'm going to give him my L, fine. too. That's like, fine. I'm going to give him my L. I'm, because that's a winner. lot of shit to go on. Your face, your wife, your dad, your mom. Like, oof. So let's agree that, <laughs> let's agree this week we'll give him both, right? Okay. Because Mr. Perfect and the other stuff. I think Mr. Perfect won last week, to be fair. Because he beat Ric Flair and he stayed. So that's yeah. why I can't, you know. So my word, anticipation. Anticipation. That's my word. Because I'm ready for next week. I'm ready for a real match that you don't remember how it ends. I remember how it ends. I don't think I've ever seen it. Axel Jim Duggan versus Yokozuna. Let's go. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I could have seen it as a kid. Don't recall. My word is fresh. I feel like this is all fresh. Everything is a fresh Fresh new angles. I feel it's all fresh. You know, the big thing about last year that kind of sucked is they were building the SummerSlam you never thought you'd get. And then... (laughs) 
they just tore it all down and gave you other matches than what they were hyping. You know, if you recall, it was like, to like Tatanka and model Rick Martel, and like he stole his feathers. But like we didn't pay that off until what the Survivor Series. Like there was all these things that just kind of like just stayed in the ether. Like this is like we have five events this year. We have the Royal Rumble, which we went through. WrestleMania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. So we actually have time between WrestleMania now and King of the Ring before we get to SummerSlam to like set these different things in motion. So like you said, there's already a seed planted with Jerry the King Lawler and Bret Hart. That's going to be a thing, right? That's going to be a thing. We've already got that. It's already planted. And it goes on for a long time. And it goes on. It feels like long, it really does. Long-term storytelling right here. It's oh, yeah. See where it starts. Now, we got the screwdriver meter. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this meter doesn't move at all. I learned nothing. Same. Nothing. Nothing Nothing. changes about any of my people. Next week, we're going to probably do a little bit, like we said, we'll talk a little bit more about Andre the Giant, and we're going to get into this match, because we're going to be talking about big guys, and uh, what happens with the Yokozuna when when one big guy and another big guy meet. Anything else you want to add, Jen? Um... No, I mean, I am excited to see this match because you got so excited. You're like, oh, it's a Hacksaw Yokozuna thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. We'll have a a light episode next, well, probably later. Look out, it'll probably be later this week. It might even be Friday. We might talk a little bit about Andre the Giant or something like that. But um, because we'll just have that one Superstars episode. I can tell you have to pee. Yes. Because you have been doing a dance. Yes. It's similar to the Bob Backlund toddler butt dance. That it you were like, look is, at his toddler tushy dance. It is, and I was like, you know what? We should stop this. And I'm like, you know what? We're, we're close. We're close to getting to the end. So, Jen, I'm anticipating next week's match. Yes. Winner and loser, we're going we're gonna to give it to, bar, to, to Beefcake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say best dress, just throwing it out there as Mr. Perfect. I'm giving that to Beefcake, too. Because you saw how he came you know, you know what? You're going to give him the three, and I'm here for it. Anything else you want to add? He lost his dad, his mom, his wife, and his face, okay? He can, he can win a couple. I got nothing else. Ashley Schaefer BMW. <laughs> Montreal. Was it a work? Oh, we're going to Montreal this weekend, too. Elimination Chamber. Get ready, everybody. Oh, I'm like, are we? I just got so excited that you no. and I were going to go to Montreal. Li- I'm like, because we have friends there. And I'm like, you, we're going to Montreal. Could you imagine 30 years later if Bret Hart shows up at that event? I don't. I mean, if it was a Survivor Series, maybe. But I don't think. I don't know if Bret Hart could. It would be great know. if Sean did, though. Who knows? Ashley Schaefer BMW. Bye. Bye.